0: One,
1: one, two, one, two, now here we go, you know what time it is!
0: Welcome to another episode of the
1: Frankie Lee Podcast, our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee.
0: First things first guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favour, And subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now. Whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button. And it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Welcome back to the Frankie D Podcast. Guys, you should fucking get prepared for this banger we're about to drop. I've got the boys, Mashed and Kutcher, in the house. And I'll tell you now, right, the reason why I'm so happy to have Matt and Adam in the room right now is because these boys have broke off from a sound check, flown by here tonight, got lost halfway around the fucking bend, <laughs> ended up on it's the incredible. couch. They got the coronas out. We're on like Donkey Kong, and you guys are going to get to hear the journey of these two legends. Mm. Boys welcome. Thank you for having us. Welcome, welcome to the temporary studio, because we're not even in the proper one, because that's around the corner.
1: It's better than any podcast studio we've been in. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah. But um, boys, I think the the best place for us to start, really, we've, we've, I just want to g- find out who, who Matt and Adam were before Mashton Kutcher, before, mm. you know, g- get, in, get really deep into that origin story, you know, music, not only musically, but like, mm. you know, just in life in general and what you were doing and everything like that, before you guys came together as a DJ duo and Blew up on everything and, mm-hmm. and created all the social media and everything like that. Give me a bit mm-hmm.
2: of a on, you yeah. You first, mate. I'll yeah. go first.
1: Yeah. He, he, he has to go first. Yeah, it was
2: a warm summer's night. We're
1: <laughs> we going back uh, to your conception. Yeah,
0: or? yeah <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> hey, no. keep it clean, son. Keep Start it clean. From the beginning.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> no, I think uh, I like a lot of young drummers started in high school or primary school where you have to do the concert band or the jazz band or variations of those names and things. Uh, and you learn percussion, because you don't generally just get given a drum kit from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, have yeah. to learn percussion. So the bass drum and the xylophone, and I I have strong memories of disliking any instrument that required chords or melodies or required me to read music or notes like the xylophone. Yeah, yeah. So in percussion, I just wanted to play snare drum. I want to be a snare drum and, and you know... Uh, that movie, Drumline, came out. If anyone has or hasn't seen that, it's quite old now. It's called Nick Cannon and it's changed my life. It's an incredible movie. <laughs> I'm so, nodding
0: I'm not, I'm not along. I've never fucking heard of it. It's <laughs> brilliant.
1: It's <laughs> I'd to marching, watch it. marching Bands in American College right, yeah, Football. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. with
2: him on the cover in the drumline, right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. fantastic.
1: <clears throat> the soundtrack alone is epic. Right. And yeah, so as as Mum Dead sort of said, she said, okay, look. Uh, if you practice for 12 months and you stick to it, I'll get your drum kit. So we did that, got my first drum kit, proper one where you bust bust the heads, break the cymbals immediately, it was a couple hundred bucks, real elementary stuff, was awesome. And then I started getting lessons, and I finished high school, and I had a couple of bands in high school, we got my first double kick pedal, so for any drummers out there, that's the double kick on the bass drum, so it's yeah, quite yeah, metal yeah, orientated. Yeah. Found Parkway Drive, found North Lane and Amity, and... Really got into that heavy stuff, I guess. It was like a big musical awakening for me. And from that, I think graduated high school and the bands that I were in were pretty casual, to say the least. And yeah, I just went about it. So you never life. even knew
0: if you were playing at the weekend or not?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, the couple of gigs we got... Maybe it was $50 and that would cover our fuel and the five blokes that were in it. And, you know, it was a bit – yeah. it was it was wonderful. It's, it's, our it's, all part, it's, all part, it's all part of the journey, though, to that's get right. to where you got to, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And, you know, I'm still here now and I still remember it vividly. So, it's clearly important stuff. Yeah. And I went about life normally. I went and did – I tried a couple of different uni degrees, actually. Excuse give me g- – give, give us a breakdown. Oh, well, <laughs> I did six months of property economics – because we realised that the uni bar also had a pool table and also did $5 jugs. So (laughs) I think I failed two out of four subjects there. Then I did one year of normal business, a QUT, and I got to the end of that. I thought, it should be more musical-related. You know, I should be doing something musical. And then I went to a place called JMC, which is a private academy, more musical-orientated. Did the first trimester of that. And by that time, Maddie and I had started doing things. And I told the lecturer that I... Was going to go, and he said, "Ah, oh, mate, you should stick around and finish this. You know, you should really stick around."
2: This, this and as this, soon as he said that, I was like, oh, "I mean, in hindsight, you yeah, probably yeah, could yeah. have then done this as well, possibly." Oh, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is,
0: is a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people that watch this podcast, even they're 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 doing things that they don't like to make money, right? And they and they're told, and some of them probably even told by their parents to stick at stuff that they and, they, and they're, they're, they're boxed in with mm. this stuff. What's your advice to people like that that are stuck in stuff that kind of, you know, get pigeonholed in places mm. that they don't want
1: to be? I think there's nothing wrong with living a safe, secure, risk-free life and therefore your career creating those things for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that and obviously most people in the world work and live that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if there's something in you that makes you think, no, I, I just can't help but think it should be different, at least for me, you know? And I think I just had such a strong relationship to music and those bands growing up. All I wanted to do was just be a drummer in a band and tour the world. That's all I ever wanted to do, you know? It was like, yes, maybe I could go be a lawyer or the property economics. Like, I could do those things potentially, but it I knew deep up, down yeah. it was just like... You know, I know how I feel when I'm on a drum kit. I know how people feel when they watch me on a drum kit. I know how I feel when I listen to music. I know how I feel when I listen to music with other people, you know, and I guess that kind of stuck with me. So I went through bartending and did all that kind of stuff and then one day uh, a mutual friend of mine said, hey, there's this guy from Cairns. He's come to Brisbane. He's looking for a DJ.
0: (laughs) This guy from Cairns. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, that's when Mm.
1: Matthew entered my life and we never looked back.
0: And what in in the run up to in the run up to that situation happening for you, Matt? Like, was 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 music always part of your early days as well, or, or what, what was going yeah. on? There?
2: I think um, probably probably around a similar time to to Adam, there would have been some pivotal point where it was like, you know, music's music's uh, more of a drive than anything else. Um, my start was very young. I started playing piano when I was three. 3 or 4 quite young. Oh Daniel, you're a talented kid. Um, I want
0: to I, I bet you can play fucking everything too. I could I just look at you and you I just look at you
2: and I know that this guy's got ivory fucking fingers. I mean, if I practice more, <laughs> I need to mm-hmm. practice a bit more, but um I think yeah, I started very young and there was obviously some point uh probably in my early teens where it was like, hey, I'm I'm good at this. I'm enjoying it, having fun with it. So, um but I w- I was always there was that side of it playing a piano, but then there was a bit more I think coming into playing around with technology my parents who if you're watching this sorry um, again
0: but <laughs> sorry they, they, bought, <laughs> it, they bought it for many years
2: they bought a really expensive computer for their work yeah, yeah. Um, and I to this day remember just desperately wanting to pull it apart and put it back together and figure that out um, and so I think mixing the technology bug, which I picked up a little bit later towards my teens, with the music, there was a nice sweet spot for me where it kind of joined up. Yeah. And I think that's where moving into electronic music and DJing and production. Um, I started DJing when I was about sixteen. To be honest, it was a way to get into clubs without ID. So it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Good, good shout. That's Michelle. how that works. Um, but then. Yeah, I, I I was lucky. Mum and Dad had, a, I think, a, a really cool um, music collection. So they always had mm. cool records like Pink Floyd or Van Morrison or Beck or Steely Dean. There was cool stuff around the house. So I guess I got a bit of a bug of um, taking their records and then getting on the computer and cutting them up and seeing how I could sample them and repurpose them and make beats out of them. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. There was some curiosity there, um, and I think that mixed with the – getting into nightclubs underage thing, yeah. <laughs> and um, once I combined all those things and put the i guess the music knowledge into the djing side of it, it kind of kind fused. of
0: kind of married up and then obviously yeah you, 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 so you made an advert then and obviously advertised you were looking for you 're obviously djing at this point yourself and you you were looking for another dj what what was your kind of purpose and role behind
2: that so at the time I was living up in Cairns, I was djing up there I relocated back to Brisbane and I think that the original, it's a great question because the the thought process was, yeah, it was like, how can I move from just being sold about what I do to creating a a project and creating a bigger thing? Yeah, I love that. Um, I think before I met Adam, I was probably a resident DJ in various venues for maybe eight or so years. And something that I picked up very quickly was that, I didn't really feel like there was much progression there.
0: Yes, um, yes, yeah.
2: I feel like... And look, this is obviously not a blanket thing across, across all nightclubs. I'm sure there's definitely plenty of nightclubs out there which nurture and identify talent when it's coming up and, and how to build that. But most of the venues that I initially worked for it was just you come in, you DJ, you get paid cash and you go. Yeah. And there was no real progression there. And I think... Um, a lot of young DJs, when they start out, potentially get caught in that similar situation. They feel like this is awesome. I'm playing in front of crowds every week. This is this is dope. But they're not really going anywhere. They're kind of just doing that. And if anything, in a lot of cases, it kind of plays into the hands of, of the local nightclub because that's what they want. They want yeah. They want good DJs to come in and play for that room, but well, not necessarily you know continue on yeah. a trajectory.
0: I was speaking to DJ Brooklyn about this and she said to me that if you stay in a nightclub for too long, you kind of, you kind of find a shelf that you can't punch through. Like yeah, in terms of like there's a ceiling to
1: it you're a staff member just like yeah. anybody else really yeah mm. and you,
0: you really have to and I think Sparks was telling me as well you really have to break through that if you if you, if you you truly want to become like an artist someone who creates someone who mm. who in, in, inspires different levels of people all around the world and, and does bits you've got to really push through that ceiling of, of totally. being a being of, of the safety of a club because it's very that's set it. it's, that's right it's, it's mm. very safe you know everybody you've got your, yeah. your same 300 people come up to you every week and think you're a hero but you, if you want to punch through and be, be a creative artist mm. like you boy have become, like, you kind
1: of... I think that's what to, Maddie clicked yeah. for Matty the most, yeah. And then when he came to Brisbane, he came to Brisbane, take words out of your mouth, but he came to Brisbane knowing that he needed to create something <laughs> that was something as opposed to, I'm just going to come to Brisbane and DJ in more clubs.
2: Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's cool. exactly right. And I think, um, yeah, no, sort of looking... Removing myself from it a bit more and going, it's not this time. It's not going to be me the DJ. It's going to be a project that I'm part of yeah, and creating yeah, something yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess trying to find ways to upscale the same energy that I had, but involve more people and grow it into something bigger. Yeah. So we met and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the first time I met Adzi, walked into a warehouse and he was playing Bruno Mars. Yes, on a drum out, kit.
1: Locked out of heaven. Great song. So he's got a drum kit, he's in a
2: warehouse, he's playing Bruno Mars and instantly I was like, this is awesome because he was taking, he was taking the song but he'd written his own drum part around it. Right. So yeah, I immediately yeah. clicked with that because I was like, this is cool, that's kind of what I do with songs, like I take a song and then I might write piano parts around it or I'll mash it up or remix it. So he had that same ability to take a song and interpolate it and do something different with it. So I was like, well this is going to work because... Because he's, both kind of doing and, and I thing. suppose
0: because he's, because essentially he's making beats and you're,
2: you're making beats of a different kind, but it's kind of like, mm. that's how
0: it kind of gelled together for yeah. you both. Mm. Yeah, I love so, it.
2: Um, and look, he was, he was very uh, transparent at the time and uh, was open about not having been a DJ. So also mm. went through a process of, uh, yeah, it's interesting because we were both musicians, but I had had that prior um, experience the of being a DJ. Yeah, yeah. So then as you had to kind of... And
1: this this also <coughs> coincided with literally the rise of DJing mm. and electronic music At in least festivals here anyway. and and the Oh really, the so
0: that's when it started to become come a thing. Yeah, then, yeah like this is
1: back with Stereo Sonic and all that kind of stuff was happening and for me, you know, the little local metal drummer from high school, I had the viewpoint that a lot of us did which was, I'm not going to go see a guy press play and stand up there for an hour that is ridiculous he's not playing any instruments I don't want anything to do with that yeah you know, I I want to sit in the garage with my mates and play real instruments and real music and obviously then I opened my mind a little bit after meeting Matt oh okay we'll see how this goes but then there are you know there are other artists like I remember Skrillex I think also identifying that because he was from a band immediately you're going to be a little bit more open minded to what he's doing because oh well he's one of us you know and the fact that he also made heavier electronic music, it was an easier transition from the heavy metal that I was listening to and loving.
0: I saw him live in Amnesia. Oh, fucking unbelievable, boys. Yeah. Mm. That that guy, he doesn't look how you think he's going to look as a person. yeah. And then when you see him live, and you see the intensity that he plays, that like, you understand why DJing is an art. That's mm. right. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? That's, Absolutely. That's because that's that's what people don't give it credit for. Like you look at how you the energy you guys put in, the energy sparks he puts in on stage, and all that kind of stuff. Like and mm. and bring and how you bring people together. Of course, mm. it's a fucking art. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It has yeah. to be, doesn't it's, it?
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I learned um, mm. slowly but surely. And then I also rediscovered music production, which we touched on probably in grade twelve for a little bit with. Was it Acid or Fruity Loops or one of mm-hmm. them? But then Matt obviously was producing by then and I sort of got back into it and it's taken me a while but now I'm a proud producer and I enjoy it just as much as I enjoy playing drums and I enjoy lots of electronic music just as much as I enjoy my favourite bands. So it's been, yeah, that's, that, yeah. It's,
0: it's good. So how did the name Mashton Kutcher come up, come, <laughs> come, come, come up then in conversation? Because like, obviously you two get together, you think, you're trying to think of a name... It's a pretty succinct name to think of.
2: So there's the there's the surface level quick PR answer, and there's the actual answer. So give, we'll give, give it us, Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> so yeah. Essentially, um, I'd always been intrigued by the the concept of um, there's a particular niche of DJs who are specifically mashup up DJs, um, and a bit of a thing that some uh, DJs do is I still to this day don't know the actual term for switching letters around in multiple mm, words, but mm. there's a thing for it. So instead of um, Like, instead of Phil Collins, there's Filth Collins. Instead of Alice in Wonderland, there's Alice in Wonderland. Um, Instead of... uh, San Holo. Yeah, San Holo, Maud Fustang. It's like a thing where people switch letters. And I'd always kind of thought that was a really cool thing that existed in DJ land. So um, I guess it was just pure timing and and luck that, um, yeah, Ashton Kutcher had just joined the cast of Two and a Half Men. Right. And I found that super interesting because he was something new that was injected into something that people already knew. And so they had the familiarity of the show, but with like a new energy to it. And I was like, this is a cool concept. It's like something, something you know with something new injected to it. So I was like, Ashton Kutcher, i Kutcher. I was kind of like, this could be a cool meaning behind that name. Yeah, um, Now it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that, that was the thing. It was, it was only really kind of going to be a temporary name. Yeah. And then like, we we're very fortunate we got – you know, some pretty good traction early. So it was like by the time we were starting to get booked for shows, it was like, well, we're kind of stuck with the name now. So we were just. So, stuck so, what, with
0: it. so what year boy, did you boys start doing all this? Building this building building? what was That's a brand. I mean, you boys didn't realize it was a brand at the time, probably, mm-hmm. but but you were building a brand. So what? Yeah,
1: you, well, I guess Sunshine was 2015. So we would have been. I think 20 we started 14. probably 2014. Yeah. 2014, maybe, maybe just at the end of 2013, may oh. have been like the first Giga's Mashed and Kutcher. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, sick. And so, what, what
0: was your first gig together? Do you remember? It?
1: Yeah, it was uh, the Hamilton Hotel Yep, in, in Brizzy. Yeah, uh, and this was also the the initial concept that mm. Matt was talking about. He wanted it to be a brand. He wanted it to be something. So, again, taking out of his mouth. His idea was... Put people in the ski masks because now those
2: morph masks, yeah, because the yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. then Bad anybody idea. can do it. Bad idea, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so right. So
0: you you were tr- trying to make Master Culture a brand, so so that you could remove yourself from the brand, <laughs> pretty much to a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. But yeah.
2: then I think uh, once we once we met and kind of developed a synergy there. I mean, we we identified it pretty early. It was almost like, "Oh, hang on, why put someone else in there? If we can, if we're the people to do it mm. ourselves, we'll do it ourselves."
1: And also, um, wearing those masks is. Almost impossible. Yeah, it
2: was it was the first T- gig, but also... trying to mix through one oh. of them. Do you know well, what I mean? Well,
1: you, yeah. you cut eye holes, but I don't know if that
2: helped. I think we were very early into the gig and the masks came off. It was like, yeah. this is a terrible yeah. idea. And we, yeah.
1: So that didn't last long. Really. So that was the first gig. <laughs> the masks last for the first 10 minutes of the first gig. Yeah. You
0: know, people so. people probably thought you were coming in to rob the fucking show. No, I mean, no.
1: pretend... Well, the outfit, though, with mm. the, the tie and the knife. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, early days was suspenders... Maybe a jacket, maybe a vest. Mm. Like, we were quite formal. I'm not sure how that, because we yeah. were on stage,
2: we were a tie and a bow tie. I'm not sure why th- it initially worked, because I remember there was a photo of you playing drums in mm. a long tie. Mm. And when probably I was at a kid at school playing piano, I was always in a bow tie. Yeah. yeah. So you so kind of just kind of worked. You kind of, and, and that's a, br- that, that again, boys
0: probably didn't realize at the time was a great branding play, because mm. obviously you're known for your like white ties and black t shirts, and don't do, do boys wear hats as well? No, but I might have to start where it was. Oh, mate. We're talking about the pattern baldness already, are we?
1: Oh, no. Uh, you brought it up. Yeah. Well, you talk right, about hats, right. I'm triggered. <laughs> uh, all right. So,
0: so talk, talk to me. What's, what's the process
1: with this? Man? Okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, obviously every male in my family is bald or going. I'm not 30 yet. So my whole theory was, okay, if I have to be bald by 30, I'll do it before my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. I'll just get it done, bring into 30. Awesome. yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. What I've realized... I've been lucky because I was balding from the top, right? I'm a relatively tall guy and the hair at the front is quite thick. Yeah. So for the last... How long have I been complaining? Probably five, six years. (laughs) For the last few years. Hold on a minute. You've been complaining about this for five, six years I've been thinning on top for about that long progressively. Mm. He does have a whinge about it every now and then. Yeah. yeah, It is is probably the... Not my deepest insecurity, but it is a thing that I think about all day, every day. I
0: think this is a great topic to talk about on this podcast because... I talk a lot on the podcast and what, I've, what I inherently find with guests is a lot of the guests that I have on, There is to, to achieve the success that they've had and to achieve what I've achieved in life so far, you have to have an inherent self-belief within yourself and you have to instill that and that has to be within you. you there's a lot of people go around with confidence. The problem with confidence is it gets shattered. It's an external thing. Yep. That's someone right. says. Someone says something. That if you go out on confidence, someone says something about you. Can it's be shat-
1: confused with arrogance. It, yeah,
0: yeah, it gets shattered. You, you, you're left there in a pile of pieces. Mm. You have to start again, right? But I think a lot of men are going through, like their hair thinning, and mm. not knowing what to do about it. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's funny that we we, we got talking about this before the podcast, no. isn't it? Like,
1: but let me let me also just say, I understand that it's purely aesthetic. I understand that it's yeah. a little bit ridiculous. And I mean even um if we like for women and the cosmetic surgery and all the stuff that is going like I've never been a huge fan of that because I just think that girls should should look natural in the way that they look and yeah, yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. that if you should do something that makes you feel better it's all, totally but at the end of the day it's purely aesthetic. Yeah. It's just my hair. It's not me. It's not my personality. It's just my hair. I love I
0: love the, I, I love do the, know that. I love the way that you've you've articulated that too because Met, so I, so I get so many fucking DMs about this fucking shaving your head and all this stuff mm. because mm. I love being bald now. But obviously, mm. I have been through the point where you're going mm. through.
2: Yeah, I, I want to get to that. Uh, right,
0: okay. So I was in the boxing gym one day. Just yeah. to give you a little bit of a backstory. I was, I was in the boxing gym one day, back in, back in like 2012, 2013. And I was aspiring with this lad called Craig Lyons, great boxer. And he stopped halfway through the fucking round. And he goes, bruv, you've got to shave your hair off. He stopped at like one minute 37 of oh the three minute round. He's like, bruv, oh no, I'm uh, uh, he, he, uh, bruv, like you, you just don't look right with fucking hair. Oh bro. no. he's you got, just he, called he, yeah. he, 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 I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> You've stopped the round to tell me that like my hair looks fucking, my hair looks, he's like, bruv, yeah. why are you keeping that? And I'm like, I mean, obviously, finished the rounds, whatever, finished sparring, sat on the side of the ring canvas and he, he says to me, mate, I'm serious bruv, like shave your hair, so, first thing you do, don't you? Take it down to number one, mm-hmm. bring it down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, or you, no, you go to number three, then you go to number two, then you go to number one. Yeah, I, d- I did number two or number yes. one, and then I was like, do you know what? Within a week, I was down to mm. pick. yeah. The best, most liberating feeling in the world once 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 you understand that that becomes a branding position for you mm. because to be a man who who has. Who doesn't have hair but can go out and to talk to women or communicate with the world mm. in any respect? That takes a lot of that takes a lot of courage because if you take the hair off most men, they're fucked. Mm. They right. couldn't talk to they, they couldn't. They couldn't go. <laughs> they couldn't go to a bar and talk to a woman. But but this. But this. This. This is what I'm here to tell you. I'm here yeah. to tell you and everyone that's listening to this is like, it's not. It's 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 a false belief to put so much self esteem yeah. so much of your self esteem into your hair
1: absolutely and
0: and and to all that stuff it really does matter and, and, and if you've got a good shaped head like you like you have
1: but see but uh, my theory is I don't think I do I reckon yeah, I'm but, a bit lumpy up here look we're, yeah, we're gonna find out
0: we, we, we if it's, it's you've either got two options right you either embrace who you are and you take it off and you and you do that or you go to fucking turkey you yeah. put you get the fucking penalty spot. Replaced. I looked. I looked like a worn-out penalty spot. Mm. It was so far gone. I was like, "Do you know what? Even the Turks can't deal with this." Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, don't, I like. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. uh, mate, I just, I honestly would, and any of you out there that are suffering with this, like, you know, message, message us, boys, and ask yeah. us. But, I, but I just think, I just think it's a great point in your life where you get the chance to actually truly instill yourself with self-belief if you don't Mm. have it already within yourself and if you're Mm. worried about how you look without hair that 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 tells you that you have parts yourself to work on Mm. which is a great thing because that's identifying a shadow that you've got to address that's That's what i'm
1: saying that's right yeah yeah i think also and i mean i know two weeks after it's done i'm sure i'll be stoked yeah um i guess i'm just still in that i guess it's like anything you know you kind of want to do I really want to get rid of it at 30? Oh my goodness. Like, I'm going to be bald when I'm 70 anyway. I, but you know what? The,
0: the, the thing is though, the type of women you attract, right? The type of women, I was, are, are, it changes, <laughs> but it's not even a bad thing. Like it's, it's yeah. just different types of spice. Mm, like, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely. Just, it's just different. Like you might attract a certain type of woman when you've got, when you've got hair and then you attract mm. as, as a bald guy you attract a different type of, different type of yeah. thing. It helps just,
2: you've got a strong beard. So, I mean, well, that's what yeah, right. I was like about to the
1: say. Be- the so beard game, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to grow the beard out. Um, I'm going to get a tan because oh, you've got to tan the top of your head, don't you, once you shave it off?
0: Well, it'll just, it'll just, the, the skin will just naturally, f- yeah. fade. in. obviously, f- when it first happens, you have got a white head, yeah,
1: It
0: yeah. just naturally, it'll just naturally age up. Yeah. You'll be so like, I've got to make sure
1: I do it before grooming meat Otherwise, on white
0: I reckon head. you do that and you grow the bit, this, the, yeah. the, the front part of the beard a bit heavier, and then and
2: keep the side
0: short yeah. and just and just go a little bit Viking. Mm.
1: Yeah,
2: I that's the theory. thing now with like, I mean, like, I, have the opposite. I can't grow a beard <laughs> to save my life, um, but the hair on top so thick. And can grow so, so long. If we could swap both things, that would be just great. <laughs> yeah, you you want the beard? You you want to give him your hair? Yeah. I, if yeah. I I will never be able to grow a beard in my life ever. It just it's not going to happen. So you, you never have to shave once a fortnight. Fucking elbow. Yeah, it's bro. bad. I was in there before this.
0: I was I was gonna running late because I had to move the whole setup. But I was in there. I was, I was just fucking shaving my head, mm. getting it smooth. Because mm. because like you know that's the thing you see when you when you shave your head people don't realize it's, it's like it's like that that there is a bit of maintenance there mm. you want to look sharp you want to mm. look like you know if you're going to be bald be fucking bald. that's right yeah, don't yeah. don't if you're going to do don't, it don't don't have that little bit of glaze on top you know that yeah. like after eight shadow like yeah. you, you know what i mean like just nah yeah. you know what i mean yes keep it down but mate i, re- I reckon you're you're going to fully embrace it i reckon it's going to be a good thing for you and i reckon it's going to work
1: and i mean look at the end of the day don't have much choice. So but I'm glad we had Get that conversation that. on <laughs> yeah. it though,
0: because it because there's a lot of lads there's a lot of lads listening to this that probably are thinking about like, mm. you know, they're going in on top.
1: Yeah. I think you just gotta remind yourself it is purely aesthetic. You know? It is just aesthetic. It's not you as a human, it's not it's it's not a know, representation that. of you. And and mm. think
0: of who you can become on on, on the transformation of actually mm. embracing actually
1: who and you are. And by the time we're all fifty and older, it's happens to what, like ninety five. of men, like a staggering percentage of men, will go bald.
0: And let's just face, let's just run the facts here. The facts is if you're going bald as a man at the age that me and you were going bald. You got high testosterone, right? Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, got, right? you you got more stamina go than the average guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, girls, like, if you're, you're you're going for the wrong guys, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. Like, like, that? You, you, yeah. got, you got, you know, get yourself a ball geezer, and if he's got a set of boxing gloves, give him a second chance, yeah, all right?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but back to back to back to back okay, to yes, back, back, back in the zone, boys. So, so you boys, um, Obviously, you, you go out, you get your first few tours. That starts going well. I noticed when I was when I was doing the like the, the I was listening to a podcast. I was, there's only one podcast for you, It's like four years ago. I was listening to it, but I, di- I didn't realize how um, after a while how good at marketing you boys have got because you make you're creating a lot of viral content on Facebook and, and blowing that up by like hundreds of thousands of followers, mm-hmm. right? not yeah?
1: you? And this is another example of I think uh, now that we've explained where Matt and I came from. The cliche tagline is classical pianist and metal drummer, um, and in the same way like I've never really been interested in marketing too too much yep. outside of what we do for work because again you know I just want to go see a band or I just want to play my instrument or I just want to make music whereas Matt has this incredible out of the box thinking brain and that's where a lot of that stuff you just mentioned yeah. came from
0: so, how did, so, yeah, because I, because that, that I, I did see the marketing piece, I did understand mm-hmm. you were more the marketer in the, in the early days, especially, like, when, when did you kind of realize that it, that, 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 you know, if you, if you two were going to be a success as a brand, like, cause you, cause I, I kind of feel like at the start, you, you, you're already branding without realising you're branding. Mm. And I believe I, I probably believe that you're already marketing
2: yourself highly efficiently before you even knew you are marketing as well, right? Probably, probably. Yeah, I mean, the the way we started off actually was quite funny. I still giggle about it to this day because I didn't know if it was going to work, and it worked. Was that um, you used to be able to create a personal Facebook account yeah. but then convert it to a business account. Mm. So you used uh, to be able to change it to like a, right. a, a brand or, or a product. So... We created uh, a personal account based in Adelaide, one based in Brisbane, one based in Sydney, one based in Melbourne, one based in Perth. And then each one of those personal accounts added 5,000 people from the biggest nightclub in that city. So there was... I I love this. And then converted each one of them to a business page and then merged them all together. So the brand was able to start with 30,000 followers who were all current nightclub goers in Australia from those key clubs
0: Mm. you're you're fucking
2: shitting me that worked it it worked (laughs) that
0: is wasn't
2: sure if it would work but it worked you can't do it anymore
0: that is fucking gold that is is some of the best viral there's a way to do it again
2: if there's a current way to do it I'd recommend it because it works. So so you literally
0: literally created in every city, across every big city, added all the 5,000 people, because that's the limit on Facebook, merged merged them all into business pages, then merged the business pages together all
2: into one. It works. Somehow it worked.
0: (laughs) That is is so... I
2: wasn't sure if it would work, but so, for example, in Adelaide, the the biggest club at the time was HQ, and HQ is a massive venue. I think they probably had like, 50,000 followers or something on Facebook. So by, I guess by adding 5,000 people that followed that page, you got a pretty good indication of your demographic that you were getting, you know, 5,000 active clubgoers from that area. It's genius. I mean, thinking back now, I wish I'd done it like with other countries too. Like that would have been even better. Yeah. yeah like yeah, 50 yeah. of them. One together. page with 100,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it started with what, that, so. What,
0: what's the limits because there was no limits to how many pages you could merge, was there?
2: I don't think so. I just I was like, this might work, and then it worked, and I was like, cool. So I guess that gave us a platform to be able to. At the time, we didn't, uh, we weren't releasing any original music. We were just making mashups, but it gave us an audience to give those mashups to. Mm. And so once we got it, it was a. I guess it was a more direct way of getting it to them rather than I think what a lot of businesses seem to do when they start up is they start with zero followers and then yeah. have to spend a shitload on targeted advertising to get. An yeah, audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess it was just a quick free way to get an audience. Are there are um, there any ways?
0: In, are there any ways in in this day and age that people can like kind of hack the algorithms uh, from from a marketing standpoint? I think so. Know?
2: I think TikTok is really the the current um, you know best way to take advantage of that. I think where TikTok is so awesome, and I kind of wish we had it when we started as well, is that it allows you to build an audience without. Having any followers to start with, which is yeah. so cool. Like, even when we started our Instagram, it was very slow to kind of get that up and running because you rely on people tagging and word of mouth to actually build a following. Whereas, some dude in Sydney who does a cool dance in his lounge room and has zero followers on TikTok can get half a million followers in two days. Yeah. So it's cool. I think if, um, yeah, if you take advantage of that, I guess I see people all the time using uh, their TikTok accounts to then build an audience which then flows across to their Instagram and their YouTube and their Facebook and yeah, kind of just I saw a goes. lad locally here um, I've had him on the podcast and
0: he is not out yet but and even lastly he's a, only young lad 21 he's mm. fucking he danced on TikTok got like 3.5 million followers on TikTok right and he's a fucking good dancer he's working with all the brands now Amazon, Disney mm, yeah. all, do, doing all the dancing <laughs> for, for them all, all these brands He's carried about 210,000 over to Instagram, which is fucking phenomenal from <laughs> yeah. a TikTok audience. Yeah. The kid is set for life. Yeah. The kid is set for life. He, he'll, he'll end up doing like step up, step up tours and all yeah. this kind of stuff, Pick high school musical stuff. He'll end up doing all that set for life. 21 years old. It's incredible. Earning like 15, 20K a month. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, living in his, living at his mum's right. house. I mean, uh. they're, they're kind of the opportunities that I kind of, Felt that we were the generation before that didn't quite have yeah, that.
2: It was yeah. close. <laughs> we, we, we
0: were so close, but, but where I think we, where I think our generation went really well was the fact that like we we actually got human interaction. Correct. So I I, I actually rather take because I reckon when you, you it's easier to converse at our age group than it, than than when you get a bit, a bit mm. younger. Sometimes it gets yeah. a bit too much on the. We phone.
1: were the last generation to grow up without cell phones, without iPhones. Mm. Yeah, I still remember dial-up internet. Yeah, I do. Adam, get off the computer. I'm trying to talk to your grandmother on the phone, you know, because yeah.
2: you can have the phone the I think yeah, there's some parallels too with not yeah. only the way wow. we communicate but the way we create. So mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a little wild one for you. Mm-hmm. I won't mention any names here, but I was talking to a, uh, a girl, a friend, a um, couple of weeks ago, and she had never posted on TikTok before. Yeah, She goes, I'm going to give TikTok a go. So she posted a, uh, a short video with a friend of hers on TikTok dancing. The video got 30. 34 million views in two days she had the A&R at a major record label call her three days later offering her a record deal whoa because her her Instagram grew 100,000 I think in the first two days and do I know this girl? I wouldn't imagine so. No, no. So my I what I found fascinating. Well, this is this is. I don't think anyone does. This yeah, is my point. So yeah. what I what I found fascinating was that she got a call. She told me about it because she knows we're in music. She's like, I got a call from a major label. What do I do? And I'm like, Well, have you ever played an instrument? And she said, No. I'm like, well, are you a singer? No. Well, I, I don't know. My guess is as good as yours. But the, 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 the label didn't seem to care. Yeah, they were just mm. like, you've built an audience very quickly. Like if if we need to get someone else to sing for you, then so be it. Like this is a this is about is monetizing. It, it. It, we it, just it, didn't it, have that. It's, yeah. yeah,
0: so many opportunities on yeah. the back of that platform. Mm. I mean, I, I think the podcast has only got like twelve thousand followers on um, on TikTok, but it takes a little bit longer to grow a podcast. But it's like some mm. of these some some of these clips get like two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand. 300,000, yeah, it's mm. half it's a million un, views. It's
1: unprecedented viewership, and and like, like Matt said, to be able to have that. Every other platform only shows what you do to the people that follow you, mm. strictly a small if percentage, that, that's a right. small percentage. Whereas, and yeah. and
0: this is what I was trying to explain to someone the other day, right? Because obviously, you, there's lots of there's lots of things that people can do to to get followers. You know, giveaways, people share you on pages, people follow mm. you. But I'm going for a process at the moment where I'm 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 removing followers because mm. it's that 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 first that first. Um, that first hour that people engage—I'm talking about on Instagram as a platform—that mm. first hour that people engage with the content allow, pushes it further and further and mm. further and, further, mm. further, and further, mm. further and allows more and more of your audience to see it. Right. Mm. So if you've got people that aren't engaging on your content, you want to get rid of them. You want to get rid of them, right? Mm. So, so you might have 123,000 followers. I think you have 123,000 followers on Instagram, right? Yeah. Say, 23, 3,000 of them haven't engaged in the last 90 days. Mm. When that when you when you push your fucking post out mm. your, to, to to that audience and then those twenty three thousand aren't engaging, mm. some of those twenty three thousand are in the first hours yeah. that it's pushed to, mm. and they they fuck you going further to your so you're actually yeah. better mm. off with a hundred k that's fully engaged. You are with one hundred twenty three right. and twenty three of them are, are, are like yeah. This this is and where this the, is where as a business yeah. you
2: fall into the the model yeah. of the platform because they want you to pay for that extra yeah. engagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of. I've always had a very strong view on social media as in um I understand quite well its functionality to make to so to get you to spend money and I've always looked at social media platforms as an opportunity to make money. Yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah. there's so many businesses especially like smaller um I don't know things like cafes coffee shops food and bev things their first thought is I'm opening a coffee shop need to spend 5 grand this month on Facebook ads. Mm. And I just <coughs> Yeah, if, if, if I've ever spoken to anyone in that position, I've advised the opposite. Like go and create content, give an audience value and if anything, monetize a platform, make money from it. Don't spend money on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see the, the, some of these platforms as a really great opportunity to make money but there's so many businesses that interact with them who are kind of just programmed to think oh, you have to spend money on them?
0: I mean, spend yeah. spending money on them is is okay as long as the you know the ROI is fucking is is mm. good. Like, yeah, if, it's gonna if, be good. If, if, if if it's good, spend money on it. I mean, I I mean, I spend money on on the social media platforms because I want to push the podcast further because mm. I want to get more people involved because I want to create a movement with mm. it. You know, I'm investing in myself and my brand. That's right. Because yeah. I believe in myself that in the future that that I'm so, creating something big and mm. and and something. Like real good, so I'm just gonna back. I'm basically investing in myself when I spend mm. on advertising because I'm not I'm not seeing a monetary return in that in yeah. that in that day. But I reckon no, I, I reckon right. in the future, it's indirect. The, it's in. It's going to mm. be indirect. It's very
2: similar with us when we spend three four months working on a new record. It's like yeah. that time and and money invested in that is, you know, in the hope that the song does well and people receive it well. And you never know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right in what you're saying. Though you just have to make sure that
0: you, that that when you're you're aware of these social platforms that they're, that you're using them and they're not using you, mm, exactly. I think there's a lot of people, probably ninety percent of people out there that are actually going to consume content rather than yes. putting out content. Probably. And it's like I had this fucking guy comment on my comment on my YouTube channel today. He's going, oh mate, I would have preferred it if you would include this, this, and this, and this in the podcast." rah rah rah, rah. and he goes because. Because I'm an eight-figure entrepreneur and I want to know that, bro, bro. If you're an eight-figure entrepreneur, how the fuck do you have time to do to yeah. uh, to, to give me a YouTube comment? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't. What are know... you watching my video I, for? No no, 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 look, it's fucking. It's a good video. It's on, on e-commerce. You're trying to it's, make it's, it's eight like...
1: figures, though. But but, but, but
0: but the the geezer that was on my the geezer that was on the podcast was an eight-figure eight nine-figure entrepreneur. Do you know what I mean? So he's, oh, he, the guy was on the podcast. The guy the oh, guy sorry, was so. on the podcast. But yeah. but the guy that commented was an eight-figure entrepreneur that just wanted to tell me in the comments he's an eight-figure entrepreneur. But I'm like, <laughs> how do, how do you have time to come on YouTube to tell me you're an eight-figure entrepreneur? Like, just but, but then these people that I'm like, do you, do you understand? Like, he is an eight figure entrepreneur, but I'm like, mate, it, one, you don't need to put it in YouTube comments, and two, no. go, go, go go and create, go and create. Mm. Don't
2: you'll maybe co- his comment work because now we got a shout out in this podcast. No. So, <laughs> he, he did
0: get a name out, did he? he didn't no. get, I'm not but, putting his name see, in there's there. There's two
2: things to that. There
1: is, um, first of all, uh, if you fo- focus on yourself more than yeah, anybody else yeah. then then you'll see good yeah, things happen yeah 100% you know?
0: i just i just thought to myself you know what he, but then he watched another podcast right this is the fun this this is a turning point he watched another podcast and he contacted me and he apologized because he realized that the, the content was valuable because I, wow. said, I said to him mate everything that you're asking me to put in put in the content of this podcast is in this podcast this podcast this podcast listen to this this and this, this. he listened to it he thinks they're fucking great I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like bro like you, you, know, do you know what I'm saying is it takes all kinds of people yeah. and mm. and you're going to be judged and you're going to be you're going to be ostracized, and everyone's going to have a fucking opinion
1: mm. what do they say? Opinions are the cheapest commodity on earth, yeah everybody's got one, and they'll give it to you for free you
0: give it to you for fucking mm. free right <laughs> and, and and that's why that's why you you two must have been through so many people having opinions on what you're doing, especially mm. in the music industry like give mm. me
1: and especially with viral content you know there is a there is a side to that where people assume it's not very authentic or it's very easy or you know you must do that, therefore you can't do anything else.
2: That's an interesting. I've never thought about it like that. I guess when content goes viral, maybe, I'm just throwing this out there, maybe there's a misconception that lots and lots of work went into that to get it to there, so therefore that's what we're all about. Mm. Whereas, to be honest, I think the things that have gone the most viral for us are the things we've spent the least time on. So The things that we put a lot
1: of time and effort into – do not necessarily go viral and do not get seen or Mm. as appreciated by as many people.
0: Yeah, so so when you... So just run me through this, right? Because I love this Mm. and I don't even fucking drink, but on the beers, man. Yeah. Right? What a fucking banger that was. (laughs) Because I was playing it. As a non-drinker, I was playing in my car going to the
1: gym. Like,
2: (laughs) I'm a non-fucking-drinker. I've noticed that. uh, uh, People play it in gyms. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. People say like, oh,
1: my my young kids, like they love it.
2: How long did it take to make that track? 15 minutes. Oh, it's about 14 minutes, actually. Yeah. You, it, you it have to like remember, though, brief.
1: it wasn't made as a, a track. It wasn't made as a song. It was made as a video, mm. right? So the, the get ah. on the beer. it was It was simply just the audio that Maddie chopped to the video that he'd made with the premiere. Right. And then that took off, and we thought, mm. oh, do people actually want the audio from that? Mm. And that's why, if you're an audio person, or, or anyone who knows anything yeah, about yeah, audio, yeah. if you saw... The waveform, or you saw the red. Li- if you saw the project,
2: the quality of and its the redlining, like it's it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's not mixed in any degree. It's not yeah. again something that took the least amount of effort has mm. actually had the biggest result. Yeah, it, it was. It came
2: as a result of I was living in Melbourne at the time. Adam was living in Brisbane, so r- when the sort of worst first, I guess, wave of the pandemic hit, um, when everyone was in a complete lockdown, I don't think I saw another human for about six or seven weeks. Mm. I think I interacted with anyone. So I was just in an apartment by myself, and I think you were too, probably with your housemates.
1: Yeah, it was just me me and the two boys.
2: And um, we were in different states at the time, so I was down there in Melbourne, and literally the only thing on the TV was the premiere. There was nothing else on, Yeah, because yeah, every 20 minutes there'd be an update or a press conference or this or mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I know it sounds a bit cliche, but in terms of finding something to make music with, it was quite literally so in your face that it was almost like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we and will. He, he, <laughs> put, he
0: pulled out some great one-liners for you, didn't he? That's he really right. did. Yeah. He
2: had away with he, words. Yeah, he, he, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. I think we, 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 we keep an inside joke to ourselves that we've done wonders for that man's PR. Oh, campaign yeah. Overall. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He, he was
1: very unpopular. I mean, I'm sure to some people he still is, but he went through very waves of serious unpopularity. But the song did not get unpopular. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> didn't it get in the top 100, the hottest 100
2: in Australia? It did, yeah. Yeah, it where, did really it, where did it rank? Uh, number 12. You got number 12.
1: Number 12, <laughs> number 12. <laughs> which is <Yeah. laughs> it took 50, pretty outrageous 50. if you think about it. But yeah. this,
0: this, this just this just shows that everyone's got it wrong because everyone thinks it's about working hard, but really it's all just about thinking, <laughs>
1: creating it's, the right 15 it's, minute it's, video. It's it's,
0: it's, it's it's about thinking. Oh. You, yeah.
1: You, you, but it's also about the unpredictability of what connects with people. Mm. And that's, that's the underlying beauty of music, really, is connection to other people that you don't know. And I think that that song, video, whatever you want to call it, although it was not a year of me and Matt deliberating on lyrics and melody and making the perfect thing outpouring of our heart, it was still something that really connected to people and resonated with them when they were going through a very... We were all going through a really tough time. And it was just a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun, and people really got around it. Number and twelve, people bro. still do. Number well, that's 12. right. Bands Number bands worked 12. their entire lives to get into the hottest one hundred. You know, and a lot, it's crazy. And the best, the best, another
0: good bit of viral marketing I saw you do is like when you went out and said, "Don't, don't vote for this." I was like, "All right, boys. All right, all right." There was like, a level
2: of like actual legitimacy in that, as in like asking people to not vote for it because like we I were mean, should they, should yeah, they vote for it? Right. Like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But
0: that, that, there those two songs that were in the top 100, hundred, not there? Two of your songs, was it?
2: Well, yeah, we, we spent... That was the thing, is we'd spent many months also working on what we would deem an actual record. Mm. Um, so we were just sort of asking the audience, hey, look, we'd kind of appreciate if you vote for the one that we put fucking 18 months into <laughs> and not the one we put 15 minutes into. would be nice. But they um, all just told you to fuck off, didn't they? They said, nah.
0: <laughs> beers, yeah. beers.
1: Yeah.
2: Get and I mean beers. It's, uh yeah.
1: And it's got a life of its own, and it's bigger than we are, and... and I was checking yeah. it out today.
0: It's got 1.6 million views on YouTube, isn't it? Really? That's wonderful. Yeah. 1.6 million. I mean, your YouTube channel must be fucking going nuts, isn't it?
1: Yeah, YouTube's always been pretty solid for I us. we're about
0: half a mil subs. Yeah. We're, yeah we're that's, that's fucking unbelievable. Mm. So how, yeah. long,
1: how long... You know, when you're doing
0: YouTube, how long did it take to see some traction on there?
2: YouTube was a, a bit later, I think. I think YouTube for us kicked off in, like, 2015, um... It's really weird, though. I hear a lot of people talk about. um You might be able to shed some light on this with algorithm. People talk a lot about needing to consistently post things. Yeah, I'm always and- curious when I hear that because we don't post very often at all. But when we do, we just try and make sure that it's quality it's when we It's shareable. Do. Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, the, the YouTube's my slowest growing fucking channel. I'll be telling honest with you. Honestly, like the the reach I, the reach I get on YouTube is fucking slow. But it's just something that. um I'm constantly pumping out little clips and little videos, and obviously the full podcast go on there, and it's just something I'm. It's it's like I see it as like a savings account. where you just I'm yeah. just paying into it, and mm. one one day I'll turn up. You know, I'll have 10k, then I'll have 100k, then, mm. then I'll have. To, you know, what I mean, it just yeah. you just kind of go from there. Mm. But it's like it, it's it's harder with a podcast, isn't it? Because yeah. you, because, mm. because you're trying to have people's attention for
1: a long amount of time. I was going to say we live in a world we're just talking about TikTok. Yeah. where yeah. attention is seconds long. Yeah, yeah which, is you know. why,
0: which is why we're really trying to refine the clips that Instagram gets. So it's not any value, mm. but it's like entertaining value and yeah. trying to – do you know what I mean? I just mm. want to touch different I've come areas. to really
2: respect the, um, the format of podcasts because f- for me, I think when video podcasting started to be strong and I guess I think probably Joe Rogan was probably the, at the front of that um, – I was always skeptical because I was like, you know, social media is all about quick, quick, quick. Mm. So then the people who are putting on great podcasts and are able to engage someone for an hour or more, like that's so good. Mm. Like that's yeah, a super, yeah, yeah. super, but you but, know, but, special but thing but, to do. But there's
0: so much. I mean, even if you just watch this podcast and and someone picked up the the piece of the piece of content where you said, mm. you know. Just you know where you said you le- you're leaning into what you're passionate about and that kind of resonates with them. Or they pick up the 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 merging of viral Facebook pages mm. and how that happened and mm. and to use that concept into something that exists today and use Certainly. that. It's like there's there's some powerful stuff in long form content mm. and long form content where mm. where you where you, sh- where you actually get all the value. Well, I mean, right. tell me the last short clip that gave you value that you remember. Mm. I mean, there's not many out there, is it? There?
1: Or there's fifteen a day that you scroll yeah, through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I liked that. Yeah, that one was good. What were they about? Oh, something about not giving up or something, you know? At, at,
0: atten- attention and our lack of attention as human beings is what's, le- is what's, is what's costing a lot of people yeah. mm. the success that they actually want in life, yeah. I believe.
1: there's a great book by a guy called, I think it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's Johan Hari, and he wrote a book called Chasing the Scream, which was actually about the yeah. war on drugs, which is a great read. Um, and, you know, he had family members and stuff, and he physically went and explored the origins of the war on drugs. Why is this happening? Why are things illegal? Portugal, 1% of the population was addicted to heroin. How did they change that? They decriminalized it. They gave people safe places. They gave people counseling. Oh my God, people aren't dying from overdoses anymore. Wow. Anyway, fantastic book. He just wrote a book called, not, uh, I think it's called How Your Attention Has Been Stolen. Yes. He uses that word stolen because, I mean, we're talking about all these wonderful companies that we use to run a business but these companies have the highest regarded and paid professionals working in their companies to find ways to capture our attention for as long as possible. How is one individual person supposed to be able to compete with a board of incredibly intelligent people who are designing these things to take our attention? And
0: they're they're called like attention engineers. Yeah. (gasps) They en- they engineer the applications to obviously engage you and, and keep you sucked into the vortex for longer. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's mm-hmm. just that's just the nature of what they're doing. That goes to
2: say even more like the value of a band in that if you need to dedicate a night and collect some friends and transport to a live venue and sit down and mm. see a band, like you're not just giving an hour, you're giving a whole night of your That's attention. right. Yeah. Like that's super valuable. that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, going yeah, to a concert, going yeah. to
1: stand up. Sit sitting down and listening to a podcast. Mm. You're yeah. actually dedicating that time.
0: You know? But it. But here, here's the thing: you see, a lot of people that are in in business, like yourself, and in and creating an art, like you, like you, like all the niches that you're in, they're reading books. They're 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 putting they're putting their time into into long form attention mm. aspects mm. of their life. You know. Mm. You know, you, how, how, many, how many hours a week do you spend producing beats and stuff like that, mm. you know what I mean, mm. in your creative space? I mean, how, what does that look like for you in terms of when you... How do you, how do you allow yourself the time to get creative is what I'm
1: truly mm. asking. It's, you have to be particular about it, I think. Mm. And that's what we're learning as we're, we're getting a bit older and, you know, life and uh, also having not played gigs consistently for a few years, which is obviously unprecedented for us, more time. Mm. How do you spend that time? How productively are you spending
2: that time? I think there's some, some learns to be taken from those moments of uh, of success, like when a song does do well, like if it only took a short amount of time to make, then it's like, well, that's a good learn for sitting mm. down. You know, I, We talked about this the other day, how um, I guess with creative arts or creative industries, it's not necessarily all about how long you're putting in the work for. Mm. You know, like just because I sit there and work on music for eight hours through the night doesn't mean the song's going to be better.
1: Mm. You know, so like
2: understanding how to kind of harness that first few moments of creative workflow to go, cool, that's done. Mm. And, you know, if we look back on the things that, not creatively or artistically, but the things as a business that have made us the most money or been the most successful by, um, you know, in the term of a business, it's been the things that have been the. The quickest in mm, output. They've come easily. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you've got
1: to remember that creativity or like, for example, if we, we use beers or even just mashups, like the reason that Matt can make mashups that people resonate with are because of the years and years and years so of reps. musical study reps. and theory. 100%. You know, so it, yes, it you know, it might be natural and it might come in 15 minutes, but he hasn't just like dropped the shovel and walked off the worksite and done it in 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so It's been from... The, the, and the, yeah.
0: and the, and this is what people sometimes fail to get is the fact that like, not only you're putting in the reps all the time, just like I'm doing with the podcast, just mm. like you do, you boys do with music. Mm. Not only you're putting in the reps to up level your skills and to become like a, an artist of whatever genre you're in, mm. but you, you, you that direct payoff that you get at rep 100, which is like might be thousands, millions, mm. mm. tens mm. thousands, mm. millions of dollars, whatever it is, that people end up fucking resenting you for. Mm. Yeah, mm. they don't see the work. Anybody, that, anybody right. that gets any big payoff in life has had to do reps in some form yeah, or another, form. and you've probably not seen it. Yeah. Mm. And the only reason you probably resent that is because you've not had yours yet. But everybody, mm. I think everybody can have whatever success is mm. in them. I just, I just believe that we're all here for a purpose, and we've got to totally. find, we've got to lean into what actually lights us up more. Yeah, mm. because you, you boys. Are, are not accidental. You kind of had faith in something that was bigger than yourself That's and right. kind of just yeah. kept following it down a rabbit hole and here you are.
2: Mm. The reality is is that for for every one idea that works, there's a hundred, mm. two hundred other shit ones that we do. Adam will tear the amount of things I bring to him and be like, what if we did this? What if we did that? The, the spark is there and the drive is there to find out but... Mm. There's still yeah. hundreds of things I bring him every week. And be like, What about this? And No, that sounds fucking terrible. And here's like, the thing, though. <laughs> don't how about that? you don't do that? <laughs> here's the thing, though. The
0: market decides, boys. The market decides what's 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 hit. Well, what's that's not. right, you know. And and th- this is it's where all
1: subjective. In creative, like it's all mm. subjective. If you'd you know, put it's
0: if you'd put beers with the song that you had for 18 months together, objectively, you'd you'd have both said that this 18 month creation was better, mm. but the market didn't agree with you. Mm. The market said that's good. But this is fucking an unbelievable scenes. Right.
1: Like, yeah. let's let, we, and it, you know, it can be you can bring it down to anything. It could be timing. It, timing's obviously a big part, of, mm. especially with that song. But yeah, like I said, it just you you can have an idea of what might resonate with people or what you're connected to. But at the end of the day, it's all subjective, and mm. people are going to decide what resonates with them. There's, yeah. there's
2: two little things that like get me super chuffed more than probably anything else. It's um that first that first feeling like anything that we've done s- thus far that has resonated well with a bigger audience just had that like first gut feeling like this is going to hit like yeah just just knowing that and it's it's re- i think it's a really it's a super cool privilege like for me personally i don't i don't think um, you know I'd be keen to hear how you feel about this but i don't it, it doesn't it doesn't matter how many records sell or how many views it gets to be the first person who's ever got to experience that thing before anyone else does, mm. I feel like that's the biggest payoff of all. Because yeah. you've got, if you've made this thing and you know that it's special, you have that privilege of being able to be the first one that's got to hear it. Mm. And like yeah. to me, that's more important than you know, and I, any I, other and one and to
0: as as some form of creator myself now. I, I see how much that lights you up when mm. you said that. When you said that, and how much your eyes light up when you said it. That's mm. that's how you know someone's doing what they're meant to be doing. That's it. Mm. Yeah. And and you you talk there about the gut feeling. Mm. That gut feeling is it is something that you have since you're a child, mm. and you you kind of get taught to to suppress it and deny it. And mm-hmm. yeah, that gut feeling is never wrong.
2: No. I think this goes back to what we started with the podcast with, which is people in jobs or degrees or things that you know maybe they just need to break through that wall a bit and mm. and and you, you know,
1: know what maybe they don't maybe leading a re- reading reading a legal textbook or yeah. being a barrister maybe that gives them goosebumps maybe that turns them on and, and if, and, it, and, and, awesome. if it,
0: and if it and if it does like, like I'm saying there's no that's
1: great because I don't want to do that so I'm <laughs> glad they do there's, you know? there's no
0: judgment there's no judgment here no. On, on people having jobs on, yeah, on yeah, just, yeah. or anything yeah. like that. I mean there has to be people that have jobs and all that stuff and that's great but um just make sure whatever you're doing mm. is actually something that yeah. you you know you're actually passionate about you're actually interested in right. goosebumps
1: that, never lie yeah so listen true. to your goosebumps yeah. yeah
0: and you know and you know what In even in what you boys do, it's not going to be a fucking walk in the park every day. There's going to be adversities, there's going to be things you go through Mm. in times like you know, there's times like fucking you know, I set up that studio, then I'm like, fuck, I have to change it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's fucking it's fucking quarter six. I still got to shave my head. There's so much like what's
2: the word, um, like juxtaposition with what we do, like hot and cold. so like you know, people are at a show or at a festival or at a club because they're there to party. Yeah, it doesn't mean we're there to party, but it's our job to make the party to facilitate that and then. You know, you were on stage in front of 30,000 people and then an hour later you're in a hotel room by yourself. Mm. Like yeah. there's so much like extreme hot and cold, you know. And and dealing with that in
0: your environment, the highs mm. and then the, the – I mean, when I get off these podcasts, I'm fucking hyped. I'm ready to. <laughs> yeah, I'm up. feeling it now. I'm, I'm, mm. I, 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 I'm like, this is sick. Like, yeah. just sitting here with you boys, and I'm, and I, I know, I know, fucking, there's so many things that sh- that will land. I can hear them when when we're speaking about them. I hear mm. things that are going to punch people right in the face, and I'm like, fucking brilliant, because mm. that's just woke up three people. That's woke up 157 mm. people. That's woke mm. up two thousand people. Those those moments that you talk about when you hear with the beat, I hear yeah. with here when we're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. it Fucking. That's the problem, dealing, dealing with the calm down after, you,
1: after yeah. you're dealing with this. Yeah, like, that's it, isn't it? And yeah. it's, yeah, the whole, especially the, the big show, Lonely Hotel Room thing, it's, it's yeah, it's, obviously, it's not something they teach you in school, you know? It's something yeah. that you can only figure out by doing it yeah. and doing it enough times and, yeah, looking after yourself. And I guess, and it's also just about, it's about loving or at least staying positive, loving about everything that you're doing. Obviously, when you're on stage yeah. and you're playing with these people, it's fantastic. That's why we do what we do, is, is performing. like It's yeah. the greatest thing in the world. But then, you know, you've also got to think, you know what, this hotel room is pretty reasonable and I've had a nice shower and yeah. now I'm going to put on some softer music and, yeah. you know, like... Wind down and not it's, have it's, another Red Bull. Like
0: I think, I think, I think, I think it's about having a having a state of events that warm you up and cool you down after you've after mm, you've done your creative mm. spurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what you boys have, over your careers have kind of put into place. You know, your pre. I, I don't suppose podcasting is a good pre. I mean, you go into a show in a minute, but like I don't think podcasting is a good is is like a, your typical pre warm up. Yeah, you know, but it is <laughs> for your brain though. But it, you know what but I mean? It gets, you, it gets you. It gets you. Gets you going, doesn't it? Yeah. But I know you boys have got a show to go to, right? Which, which, which we've got to get you off to, but right. I just want to I just want to ask you both. I just wanna, if there was if you got to check out the planet tomorrow, right? You got to check out. You can't leave n- nothing behind. Obviously, you leave mm. a few songs and like that. But if you could leave some pearls of wisdom from each of you that could just impact the next generation and kind of ha- help them help them understand and facilitate their next level of growth, what kind of what kind of words of wisdom would you leave for them?
1: Great question.
2: It's a huge question.
1: Mm. What does Tim Ferriss say? He's like, if you could have a, a billboard, what would you put on it? He's got
0: I like that. Not yeah, heard Tim Ferriss,
1: you should listen to him. He's a very smart man. Uh, okay. But what does ads say? Okay, what does adsy say?
0: What does adsy say? What does Matt say?
1: Hmm. Um, it's hard not to be cliche. Clichés are clichés for a reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm still very... Early in the process of learning about this, so I would say that the more you can give, the more you can give value to others. In turn, the more value you you end up with yourself. And I, I'm still very intermediate in uh, getting that process right. Yeah. But I think that for me, that's a good one. That's beautiful, yeah, man. Yeah, what discover.
1: About you? Discover what your own value is. And even just that in itself, that takes time. Discover what your own value is. That takes time and it takes work and it takes experimentation. Um, sometimes it can even take age. Like, it is, you don't realize it till a certain age. Mm. Find what your value is and then, yeah, find a way to bring that to the world and to other people because value can be found and given in the most unexpected of places. But yeah. like you have to be in those places to figure it out.
0: I love it. I love it. And guys, like you have to be persistent if you want something as well, right? Because yes. like the, I wanted these boys on the podcast. Oh
1: no, he, he was he was
2: banging the door down. for Matt a was while.
1: talking about this in the car. He sort of said, "Oh look, uh, there's a, there's a couple of left on Reds here," and I was yeah. like, oh. "Well, I think
2: at one point we were in Sydney, and then we got close because we had a show here, and we were very close. We we're very close." Yeah. and I said so I called Adam a couple of days ago. I was like, "I think it was on on Monday." I was like, "Holy shit, we're on the Gold Coast on Wednesday." That we should do this, yeah, and we yeah. had like the perfect window now. So to do it, thank so. you yeah. for personally. Yeah, yes. no, no,
0: because because when you know one, I wanted to become mates with you boys anyway. I thought we'd get. I thought we'd get on like house on fire, and and two, I I knew that your journey was a valuable one, and I knew you could instill a lot of value in it. I wanted to get. What well, really wanted? I, I just really want to put this podcast out there. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought we could fucking put a banger down. I know we've laid a banging down today. I know people are going to get value from this. So that's why you you. That's the things that people don't see. Is It's like yeah. you know. You, I'd already built like a funny relationship with you guys in the DMs anyway yeah like, do you know what I mean right, like, yeah. so it's like you know what I mean I was sending your voice notes calling you out I was like <laughs> do you know I, try, I, try, I treat
2: I, it was it was very good it, it, what do you think people will expect just on the on the title before they click the video are they going to expect a raging pissed up house party of just get on the beers on loop for get an hour on beers or like, on loop yeah, for an hour yeah maybe that know, should be the tagline get on the beers get, for an get, hour get, get, get on the
0: beers with a non-alcoholic drinker <laughs> That's what I call the podcast. But guys, because I've got to let these boys go, you've seen Matt, you've seen Ads, you've seen Mashed and Kutcher. Guys, do 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 me a solid favor here. Yeah? I know you've probably might have shared a few of the podcasts in the past. Share share this with your friends. Let me know. Let the boys know how you, how you felt about this podcast. I hope it's added a lot of value to your life. These boys have. I've got literally. They've done a the sound check. They've cut. They've come here. They've recorded. They've had a beer. They're going back now to play this gig. They're playing dominoes, right?
1: Uh can we say it? yeah. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a corporate gig <laughs> it's, a okay. it's a national girl for dominoes and it looks amazing and it looks <laughs> like it's yeah. going to be a lot of yeah. fun yeah. And this, and
2: this goes out after the show so it doesn't it matter good. now sorry no, boys I yeah, you yeah. should have told
0: me no, 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 but no, that's it's, right. I walked awesome. straight, walk straight into that but anyway yeah. but that's, that's it guys so if you can do me a solid favour like subscribe share it with all your friends it's fucking greatly appreciated much love hope you enjoyed the boys
1: that's it we're out thank you for listening
0: don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast